All right, welcome everybody to BO Boys for Tuesday, August 11th. Fuck it, we're doing it live. It's a raw feed. I'm Clayton. I'm Pat. And Pat, we didn't get a full top 10 from Deadline this week. I don't know what's going on. Did they hire someone from Box Office Mojo or... Yeah, it's, I mean, we do have a top 10 for Box Office Mojo. Deadline only went five high. Yeah, it's it's interesting. Do they, did they just, did, is there perhaps that the bottom five of the top 10 wasn't doing well in the ratings for these deadline articles? You know, were, were they noticing that people stop scrolling at number five? No, I, you got to complete the list. We can't be at this point where even lists can't be read to completion. That is a, that is a sick society because most articles, everybody Uh, scrolls down. We are a sick society. I mean, that is very clear. If more than any time in the last century, we are living in a literally sick society. Yeah, but I'm talking spiritually uh, sick, not mm-hmm. physically sick. You know, I'm 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 educationally sick. Right. Is, is is the issue that I'm speaking of because most of the time people will just scroll through any text to get to a bullet pointed area or a numbered area. I do it myself. Listen, I'm not acting like I'm uh, I'm above anybody. I will do it myself sometimes. Most most internet article writing is very boring, right? Because it's done by very boring people. So I feel like everybody has a right to scroll. So I don't feel like Deadline would be cutting this off because they don't even have the list at all. That's the problem. I scroll down. And I didn't find anything. Well, there's an art. There's an article on Deadline that tells us what the top five is. There isn't a proper list, which is basically what our our entire podcast was founded on. It was founded on there being a top ten list of movies at the box office. So there's not a proper list on Deadline. There's an article. I mean, there's a lot of things at play here. They must have their metrics that say possibly lists are not playing right now, which is a death knell possibly for BuzzFeed. We're not the media boys here or the BO boys, but that's a bad sign for BuzzFeed if lists are not rating anymore. Oh, BuzzFeed's already done. I mean, BuzzFeed's done. It's done. When's the last time you went to BuzzFeed? Um, I don't know. To find can't out. Can't even remember. Can't even what, remember. See, that's the thing. You can't even remember. I was. So a while ago. I, I think there is something too that maybe lists don't rate well right now. And uh, and so you, you switch to the all text format and people lose interest after five. They don't want to go full. You know, there's a lot going on. There's the election coming up. You're dealing with the pandemic. And I guess deadline is realizing people, they lose interest once you see a number six. Well, here's the thing. This is a positive for us because it makes us more important mm-hmm. because we will now be the person that will wade through all this text to give you the data because yes. really we just want the data yes. and, and, and our world. audience just wants the data. So this is what, this is how we thrive. This is how we win. We go through and we give you a top five numbered 
in your ears. You don't even have to use your the only time you have to use your eyes for our podcast is to find the new episode and click on it. Otherwise, rest your eyes. Yeah. Um, so let's do that for them. Let's take this mess of words and paragraphs and indentation that deadline served up and turn it into a at least a top five list of the weekend box office. Would you like to do the list sizing or do you want me to uh, I'll go do through? It. Okay. Shia LaBeouf is back, baby. Number one movie in America. The Tax Collector, David Ayer's directed film, made $317,000 in 129 theaters. This is big. Uh, It's again at the top of the box office. New movie, the third new movie to be at the top of the box office since the pandemic. The other two movies, can you name them, Pat? The Oh Boy Pat, can you name Uh, these? The other two brand new movies that have topped the box office since the pandemic are Trolls World Trolls World Tour, of course. Yes. Uh, would have made way more money if it was easier to pronounce the title. I think Absolutely. it could have topped the box office. Not list friendly. And the other one, of course, is a very recent one, Dave Franco's The Rental. Absolutely. A brand new movie that did it do a back to back at number one? Yes, it was number one two weeks in a row. Yeah, so those are the those are your two brand new movies that have topped the box office, and now you've got Shia LaBeouf, the tax collector. This is a big comeback. This is Shia LaBeouf coming full circle, I think, because he's had some. He's had some. You know, he had that rough period where he kind of got a little bit kicked out of Hollywood, and he became more of a walking art piece. You know, he rented out a warehouse where you could come and spit at him uh, and, and you know, throw shoelaces at him or whatever. I went to that. Did you really? Did yeah. you spit? Uh, yeah, I did. But, you know, there was no open bar. There was, like, no food or anything. It was crazy. Really? So you just, all you got was... Your own spit. The spit you brought. No pizza. Nothing. No. no. Um, I mean, I don't think that was it an art sensation and that's probably a reason why usually uh most art galleries they give you free food free pizza free soda on the way in so uh that was a mistake but he's not meant to be a walking art piece Shia LaBeouf is meant to be a movie star and I think it's good to see him back where he belongs at the top of the box office you know last year he had Peanut Butter Falcon which was a really honest to goodness indie hit Sleeper hit. I think it made about 40 mil, right? Am yeah. I wrong on that? Um, let's see for sure. That feels right. Like um, I I saw I remember seeing the total for that film and double take because I couldn't believe that that movie would nothing against that movie. I haven't seen it, but indie movies now rarely make over 25 mil and that is a blockbuster indie movie at this point so i don't think it was as high as you said it's looking like it made a total worldwide of 23 million oh so, okay what well, was that's from so that okay where well, i don't know where i got 40 but yeah, 20 well, is barn well, barn busting for an indie yes i i mean i think this was definitely considered a big overperformer, and he had honey boy which was a critical hit so he had the combo. He had the critical hit. He had the surprise box office uh, modest hit. And now he's got the 
blockbuster in that he has the number one movie in America. Yeah, I mean, this is blockbuster numbers for a pandemic release. Yes, yes. It is a a pandemic blockbuster, but, you know, qualifiers still qualify. Yes. Is what they say. So this movie available to rent at home and also available to see in the theater which is, I mean, and this is not a premium PVOD either. This is a six ninety nine rental. So, yeah. so yeah. And I read somewhere that it did. Looks like it made over a million dollars already in uh, VOD, which is a lot of. Then that means that's a lot of purchases if you're only charging six ninety nine for it. Well, I think you can also purchase it outright. Okay. So you could spend 20 bucks to own it. Of course, you really don't own any of your digital media. I don't know if people really know that. Maybe that's a future episode. But uh, own, I'm doing air quotes, own it. You could own it. You you can't really own it, though. Yeah, it's a long-term lease. Yes. Um, So yeah, Shia LaBeouf's tax collector is a hit. Now... It's it's interesting that a movie called The Tax Collector would interest anybody mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. I know we had, you know, the taxes, the tax day pushback. But the tax collector doesn't invoke something that I'm I'm wanting to see or want to think about. I'm what? already thinking about my taxes from next year and worrying about it. So this is a triggering title for me. So. It's it's it shows that there's some power here with Shia LaBeouf's name, David Ayers, who we all know uh, did Suicide Squad, directed End of Watch, directed a movie Fury. I love, Sabotage. Mm-hmm. Have you seen Sabotage? I have. I loved it, dude. It's oh, great. One of the best movie since uh, I don't know Terminator Two, possibly. Yeah, The Last Stand was fine. And the last name wasn't any good. Anyway, so I do think that this shows some power with those two names. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and, you know, with the name of the tax collector, I think it at least opened in a good spot on the yearly schedule because you don't want to open a movie called The Tax Collector, you know, on April 1st. But it's August. We've all either paid our taxes or knowingly evaded them. And so either way you're kind of looking at the tax collector in your rear view mirror. You know, yeah, so it's, it's, a, not it's a worry for another time, I guess. Exactly. But yeah, big one for Shia LaBeouf. Uh, again, glad to see him back as a movie star rather than a, you know, uh, a, a spittle statue or whatever he was. Yes. Now, number two, Star Wars Empire Strikes Back was at 260 theaters. And it made 200. They're saying, so this is the thing. We don't have a full chart, but it's saying anywhere from 225,000 to 240,000. So we can safely call it at 230. Mm-hmm. So uh, nothing to say here. Way to go, dweebs. Uh, number three, we have, th- I mean, this is the story. People are writing articles about this now. Mm-hmm. Jurassic Park, number three, 
made one hundred and thirty eight thousand dollars in two hundred and thirty five locations. This is an unstoppable juggernaut. It's 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 big on uh, the on rentals. It's 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 a much it's a um, uh, a watched movie on Netflix, I believe. It's on Netflix now, or yeah. one of the streaming services. It's doing it, it's on Netflix, and it's it's one of their top movies again. It was in the top ten when I checked a couple days ago. Mm-hmm. So there is just an insatiable hunger for the, these dinos. Yes, it's now. It's been such a big hit during this pandemic that it does make me curious about the psychology of what's going on here, because obviously this is a very popular movie. Obviously, it's also a movie that timing wise hits the right age group. You know, it's a nostalgic movie for people who fall into the 30s and 40s category. Um, So you've got that going on. But we're living in a pandemic, almost end time scenario right now. Do we think that people are driving to see these dinos because that is the way they would maybe prefer to go? You know, that's like, I'm going to go. I feel like it's all collapsing. I wish it was just being eaten by a giant dinosaur that Steven Spielberg designed. It's, yeah. it's, a, it's, a, it's a nicer... It's almost a more quaint way to go. And I think people might be craving that right now. I think you're close, but I think you're a little off. Here's why people want to watch this movie, okay? When I say dinosaur, what do you think of? Large. Okay. Um, not more than one word, or, or you want me to say a sentence? When you broadly, say like what, what are dinosaurs famous for? Of, well, for being extinct. Yes, perfect. Second yeah. guess. This is great. Yes. Now, there's a lot of people that think this is end times. Correct. You were correct on that. There's a lot of people who think this is the end times. But the thing with Jurassic Park is that these were extinct, an extinct species that were able to be resurrected. Okay. Mm-hmm. This is a hopeful movie. This is a movie that even if we become extinct, even if we all die from this disease, God forbid, or the world just explodes in anger, if there's one little piece of a human frozen in ember, Mm -hmm. we can come back. We can come back. That's what Jurassic Park is about. It's the ultimate second chance. It's the ultimate, you know, uh, wh- who's the guy who wrote the the uh, Great Gatsby who said there's no second accent? We we know that he's full of shit now. Right. Dino's got a second act. Everybody gets a fucking second act, right? Travolta it's, came uh, back. If Travolta can come back, we can come back. So that's what they're thinking. They're thinking we are the dinos now. Yes, you're right. You're so right. This makes so much sense. Um, it's basically saying to us, as long as you get bit by a mosquito you might live again. And it also plays on the vanity of humanity because it's not just we might get to come back someday. We might get to be uh, uh, gawked at in a, in, a, a, in a theme park setting, which is, you know, it, it plays to our ego, plays to our vanity. And 
humans might get to come back and just run wild over whatever species has taken over the planet. Yes, I personally would like to come back to terrorize. That is what I would love to have happen. Yeah. So it's it's wish fulfillment. Movies need to have, be hopeful and have wish fulfillment if they're going to be blockbusters. Yes, that's such a good take. I was looking at it the wrong way that it was human beings are going to this now because they want to uh, get the release of having a, a, a finality. But no, they want to be the dinosaurs. We want we go to these drive-ins and we dream about someday running amok over another species. Yeah, and I think that is that is the the great hope that we can hold on to. When you know when they talk about hope, we have to have it, and that's that's the the greatest hope of all. Yes. So, Runaway Blockbuster, Jurassic Park ain't going nowhere. Nope. And neither is humanity. We will be back. Yes. Nature finds a way. Is that the tagline? It is. Nature finds a way. Thank you. I knew it. I knew it. Well, I didn't know it definitively. Life finds a way. That's what Goldman. Life finds a way. Thank you. Yeah. So. I'm sure there's. They say nature a lot in that movie too. I haven't rewatched in a while. So number four, the rental, holding strong. $123,000. So this is great. I mean, you know, Dave Franco, you know, Dave Franco having a great pandemic. So we applauded him earlier. I do think he did a good job. It's a movie that is hanging around. It's over a mil total. It's now at $1.178 million cume in the North American box office. So it's it's doing well yeah and it's funny because they in this article they say that that brings ifc's cumulative box office during the pandemic to four million plus so this is the you know how many movies ifc put out in the theaters during the pandemic this movie made the bulk of the money yeah it made a quarter of the money and it just came out in the last three weeks they have flooded the market in these past six months but you know what it's the the shit stick uh the the shit sticking kind of way of releasing movies we talked about and something stuck yes yeah no dave franco is the shit that is stuck so number five a movie called inside out disney pixar made 120 thousand dollars at 100 sites and we all know that this is a poor substitute for a film that is way superior. And the movie I'm speaking of is, of course. What is it again? Emoji Movie. Oh, Emoji Movie. That is a movie that I'm, now that you bring it up, surprised it hasn't gotten a re-release during the pandemic. Yeah, I mean, I think that there might be other circumstances. I think you'd need to have a a new dub, if you will. A new Oh, there are there are some voice actors from that movie that would not be able but in pandemic times, I mean I think anything goes. And I think you redub it. Get 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 Dave Franco to redub it. Yeah. I, I kind of feel like it might not be worth the money to redub 
a movie just for release to drive-ins and indie hardtops in a pandemic. You know, you really got to have zero expenses going into a, a catalog title. I think you make it, I think here's what you do with Emoji Movie, is you have a bunch of celebrities recording their new voices at home and re-release it and have it be like, Jason Bateman's doing this voice now and that kind of thing. And and all the all of it will be d- different varying qualities of sound and that'll be the fun part of it. Right, right. No, you can I get mean, Gal Gadot to come in there, you know. She makes a joke about you can add new jokes, you can add pandemic jokes. Yeah, I think this is something that they should do to a lot of movies. Like what's up Tiger Lily style. Right. Well, I mean the emoji movie uh, of course is about characters traveling through a phone which as we always said it really should have been called the phone movie um Mm -hmm. smartphone movie and if you're gonna add things to the emoji movie for a pandemic re-release you really need to get like zoom in there and tiktok some of the apps that have really uh you know uh blasted off in the in the years since the emoji movie came out that's true. Yeah, I guess I guess that's going to be this way more. Feels more like a sequel now, at this point than a re-release. I think once you get past um, the point of maybe cleaning up some existing sound in a movie, it's not really re-releasing a catalog title. It is you are making a sequel. So I think right now we're just imagining a sequel to the Emoji Movie. Yes, I think that's what we're doing. Which. Yeah. There's just a dip in listenership right now for it. So let's move on. Let's move on. So there's your top five, according to Deadline. I do, before we move off of this weekend's box office, I do want to uh, make note of one thing. So over on Box Office Mojo, which we know is a total shit show. um, Box Office shit show. Should we call it that? Yeah. I mean... uh, I don't know if the censors then. I don't know how many shits were allowed in per episode. So if we it's call a raw pop- feed. It is a raw feed, but even raw feeds have limits. Um, I'm looking at their top ten. I don't want to go through the whole thing. I mean, they still have Tax Collector at number one. They have Rental at number two. A bunch of crazy shit I've never heard of. Well, Bill Peninsula, and- Peninsula number three is the Train to Busan sequel. Yes, so that deadline also mentioned that that did pretty well in its first weekend here. Also, so Peninsula, the Train to Busan sequel, has made over $27 million in South Korea alone already. The the thing that uh, stands out about that is that it is showing there is major box office in other countries around the world. Not in the United States. Are you going to beat this okay. drum again? It is. We are a, I said it several weeks uh, ago, we are a, a box office shithole country. You're angering, you're angering listeners with this. They should be angry. I no, want. No, they're angry at you. They're angry at you. They're not angry no. at what you want them to be angry about. They're angry at you. Let's fix things so we could all go to the movies in the United States and not be a box office shithole country. There's movies in South Korea that are already making almost $30 million in just a couple of weeks. Theaters are open elsewhere. That's all I'm saying. 
But the thing I did want to point out here. Let me see the receipts. Show me the receipts. It's a, show hashtag. Yeah, show me the receipts. Uh-huh. Show me the receipts. Show me the receipts. I, I, show I me the receipts. All right. Let's see what happens. You say that now. South Korea floods you receipts next week. You're gonna feel real silly. Um, but in this box office mojo top ten, the number ten movie of the week is. Killer Raccoons 2, Dark Christmas in the Dark. We talked about it on last week's episode. We, of course, have a episode that just went up a few days ago that if you haven't listened to it, you gotta listen to our interview with the star of Killer Raccoons 2, Nick Turner. Great episode. And according to Box Office Mojo, Nick Turner is still the star of the number one comedy in America. Yeah, um... Is Juvenile Delinquents a comedy? Uh, no, it's not. Broken teens arm. tried to claim some things their parents failed to provide, a future and a purpose. Does not sound funny. But who yeah. knows, with the state of comedy, that could be a comedy at this point. Yeah, it's definitely a comedy title, Juvenile Delinquents, um, which Box Office Mojo has as the number seven movie. But I, I, I think we're calling it Killer Raccoons 2 for the second week in a row is the number one comedy in America, according to Box Office Mojo. Are wow. we calling it? I think yeah, we're calling well, it. Oh, yeah, it's called. It's definitely called. So Nick Turner, uh, is he, he mentioned Vince Vaughn last week in reference to Wedding Crashers and, and his big comedies in the 2000s. And Nick Turner is moving into that rarefied air as a comedy star. Uh huh. And I we got to salute the crew of Killer Raccoons 2, Dark Christmas in the Dark. According to Box Office Mojo, they are a top ten movie in America. So. And here's the thing about Nick Turner: he's here when America needs him most. I don't know where Vince Vaughn is right now. He's not making anybody laugh that I can tell, or he's not making a lot of people laugh the way Nick Turner is. Right. And I know you're right now you're down on uh, Chris Nolan because he's releasing Tenant everywhere else wide and not in the United States. And Nick Turner didn't do that. He made sure that Killer Raccoons 2, Dark Christmas in the Dark, played in the U.S. first before it expanded to foreign markets. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, good, good for them. Good for him. Nick Turner. Number one comedy star in America. America, I guess, being the the key word in that phrase for you, Clayton. I don't know what you're getting at. We live in America, so yeah, it's important to me that, you know, America has a comedy star. And it's Nick Turner. And so, it's Nick Turner, yeah. All right, so Clayton, there is something that we both watched that we... Really want to focus on this episode. Yeah, and I mean, it and, is. Well, you want to set it up? You go for it. I was well, setting you up to set it up. I sent this to you because mm-hmm. I received a hundred regal points, which I've said I'm hoarding just in case. You never know if these are going to be worth it at the end times. To watch this video, which is the reopening safety measures video that was released by regal theaters so i sent this to you and we both watched it 
And there's some things to take away from it. Mm-hmm. And I think you're going to play the audio. We're going to we're going to walk everybody through this because this is important. This is Regal is reopening at the end of August. Yes. August 21st is where they're aiming right now. So they wanted to make sure that their audience was ready and excited and excited yes. to come to the theater. And they released this video. So let's, Pat, do you want to start the video now? Yep. So this is the Regal Reopening Safety Measures. So here we go. I'm going to play this now. As restaurants, cafes, and bars are getting back to normal, so are movie theaters. As we reopen, the health and safety of our employees and guests are our top priority. Masks must be worn by guests and employees. Guests can only remove their masks inside the auditorium while eating and drinking. Throughout the theater, floor markers will be placed to help lines with social distancing. Seating capacity and group sizes will be reduced to enable social distancing and comply with local and regional health mandates. Our Regal mobile app is a great way to purchase tickets and reserve seats. You will now be able to order concessions on the mobile app for a truly contactless experience. Wall-mounted sanitizer dispensers will be placed near entrances and in key areas for your use. Regal employees will undergo daily screenings. Public areas will be cleaned frequently and continuously throughout the day. And theaters will be sanitized after every performance. To learn about all the changes and enhancements, visit regmovies.com. Working together, we can return to enjoying movies on the big screen while ensuring the safety of our families and friends. Regal movie fans, the moment we have all been waiting for. Welcome back to the best place to watch movies. I'm hyped. I'm hyped. There is so much going on there, Clayton. You're so you. It worked on you. You you're ready to walk into a regal in two weeks. You know, it's exuberance. Okay, that's the the exuberance is palpable in the in the voiceover because he was he was coming. Well, here's the thing. What are the things that people miss in the pandemic? Okay. They miss social gatherings mm-hmm. and they miss sex Okay. with yeah. strangers, either with strangers, with someone they know, but strangers are around them or just sex with strangers involved. Right. right. These are sex things parties. that we're not able yeah. to do during the pandemic. Right. So this is a brilliant, this is a brilliant marketing. I th- like the way they're aiming this, this is like Joe Camel's nose being a penis, right? Mm-hmm. It's invoking orgasm. So when it's talking about the hand sanitizer being available, 
the the daily screenings. Yeah, let's play that. That's the one where he he fully releases. Um, I think it is right about here. Hold on. For your use, regal employees will undergo daily screenings. And yes, here's yes. something in the video. We we find out that the announcer, the narrator of this video, is a character that we've been seeing in the visual the whole time because the the visuals of this movie of this I'm going to call it a movie of this film are uh, shots of uh, regal employees getting a theater ready, masked customers coming in. We keep seeing this one masked employee who's smiling through his mask. You could see this smile. Yeah. And at the very end of the video, we can see that the the main employee is been has been the announcer the whole time, has been the smiling announcer. And when they say daily screenings, we see him on screen, giant smile, booming coming voice. The daily screenings are what are, what's meant to get you the most uh, turned on. Well, because about. what what attracts you to a partner a, uh, no stds yes yes right? a clean bill of health nothing mm-hmm. gets me more excited than seeing that sheet of paper that says negative 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 right right so so basically they're telling you regal is saying come and have sex no, with it, our employees who and, have been screened daily. No, see, this yeah, is and not literal sex, but yes. like, yes, of course, of course. They're not saying we don't show movies. It's a prostitute house anymore. They're not saying that. What they're saying is you're all going to be together. And the same way you like your partner to have daily sexual screenings, our employees will have daily screenings. Have, yes, which is what we all want from our partners. We want okay. we want to make sure that our partners are clean at all times. Right. Well, right. And, and, I mean, there there's the voiceover right before that or right after it that says public areas will be cleaned frequently and continuously throughout the day. You're saying that's what you want out of out of your partners, not just your movie theater seats. Well, where I have sex with my partners, I want that to be cleaned all. You know, like the if I say I go to a motel. Right. Right. Even if it's a pay by the hour, I want to make sure it's cleaned. Right. So movie. The, the thing with this is that they're really trying to get people back in the theater by making the experience seem akin to sex. This is an age old way of getting people excited about products. Right. And right. they are they are winning. This is this is that to a T. And right. I'm all for it. I think this was the way to go. I'm psyched. Right. So you think he, this announcer, um, had enough uh, sexual excitement to make the Regal Theater seem enticing to you? You are. Um, you. Would I don't say think you I are, know. You are okay. Here, let's hear him talk about this, the cleanings again. I think that this is key for you. Public areas will be cleaned frequently and continuously throughout the day. Continuously. Continuously throughout the day. Right. Now, here's something, though. 
obviously a film like this with this this announcer is going to be promising the world to you. But we have talked before about what the uh, uh, post-COVID changes in a reopened movie theater might be. We, of course, talked a lot about the movie theater employees just cleaning for show, making a show of it. Well, they, that's not what they're, they're saying script. in this video. So they're, they're, they're going against what our proposed guidelines were, which was cleaning for show. If someone's looking, you spritz, you scrub, they turn around, you, you, you don't have to do anything. But they are saying on this Regal video, continuously. That's yes. not for show. No, that's for reals. Okay. And here, this is this is according to the website. This is what they're saying. Mm-hmm. Okay, that here employees will be required to wash hands at a minimum every thirty to sixty minutes, dependent on job role. Okay, all employees will be required to wear masks. Let's see. Uh, so dependent on job role. So you're a projectionist. You don't have to clean. You are handing out uh, uh, food, you don't have to go clean the seats, or, or are you thinking that you pour, you, you pour a soda, you fill up a bucket of popcorn, you run in, you go clean a couple of seats, you run back out? No, they're not, dude. They're, yeah, it's, it's, it's not an all-hands-on-deck situation. I would hope not. I okay. would hope not. Okay. So I, I, feel like, I feel like when initially the make a big show of it mm-hmm. came out that was that was before we knew how bad things were going to get and that was just i think lip service none of these none of these theaters thought things would get this bad because none of us thought things would get this bad right 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 so now i think they're saying you know we said it was going to be a show but now we're for real about this this is not part of the show this is real the cleaning mm-hmm. is real the movie is fake. The things that are happening in the movie is fake. The movie is real because it's a real. It's an actual real. Like what we used to be a real. Now it's video. It's like digital. It's like a thumb drive. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm getting at? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you, the only thing that's real to you is the, the theater itself and the people who work there. You, you trust that they're going to follow through on this continuous cleaning and these daily screenings. Yes. I mean, they, they make it seem like it is a privilege and it's for them to be able to do it. Yes. Like, well, okay. Here's a question for you. And you have the rule, the actual rules in front of you or, or the guidelines in front of you. Regal employees will undergo daily screenings. Now, does that mean COVID tests? Or does that mean, you know, just a, uh, you know, are you coughing? You know, are your nails too long? You know, there's a lot of things you could screen in a person. What uh, what are these screenings going to be? Also, daily screenings, this could be some wordplay. What is a movie? It is a screening. So are you going to be giving them a, a medical test? Or does that just mean they have to watch a movie every day and that's their daily screening. There it is. It's in the, it's in the video. We just said so they watch this video every day and that's yeah. their daily health screening. Yes. 
you know, I mean, I would be disappointed if that's the case. You would be disappointed, but you wouldn't be totally shocked. I'm never shocked by what companies do. Right. Because, you know, you, you're linking this to the uh, uh, joy you get out of a sexual partner having an STD test ahead of time. But, you know, within that, there's a lot of different tests they could get. And now I see the papers. I see the I see the receipts. OK, well, are you going to go to a regal? Nothing in this video tells me that I'm going to get to see the results of these employee daily screenings. Or what these screenings are, how well they do, whether the screenings are a medical test or whether they're just watching a movie. We, we don't know any of that from this video. You, you staple what you got to do is you got to put. See you every day. You spray C on their chest if they're clean, and then a U on their chest if they're unclean. And I okay. should not be able to see any U's. If I see U's running around, then I'm going to be scared. Right. Um, there's a few issues I see with that method. Uh, one is I don't I don't think people love scarlet lettering this day and age. I think that's a tough sell. I think also the Letters that you're using in particular, uh, do you see any potential for confusion with using in this day a C as the letter on a person that indicates they do not have the disease we're all worried about? Yeah, I could see how C would make it seem like they have COVID. Yes, yes. Like if you walked into a Regal opening night and Every employee there who was coming up to you had a giant letter C on their chest. Do you feel like, and you're not the one who's come up with the system. You're, you're just a person who's walked in. Do you want, do you see that, that does that make you feel more comfortable or, or scared? I mean, I would ask what the C stood for. And if they said it means I'm clean, then I would be comforted. Okay. But, but then if I walked in and they were like, it means I have COVID, then I'd be like, why are you talking to me right now? Right, right, right. Like, right. why are you in front of me? I'm upset now. This is right. upsetting me. Um, so, yeah, there's there's so much going on here in this video. I mean, it is definitely very upbeat. Um, they have this part at the top as restaurants, cafes and bars are getting back to normal. It's an odd statement because they're. They're not. Um, I definitely don't think bars are getting back to normal. No, it's the new normal. Yeah. I mean, there, there's yeah, there's a lot of crafty language in this movie. That is for sure. Well, uh -huh. here's the other thing, though. Here's what we're forgetting. It's an ad. Yeah. It's supposed to be deceptive. Yeah, like it's, it's supposed to be a little bit deceptive. That's what ads are. They're deceiving. They're deceiving. They're tricking you. Right. So you'd be you'd be almost disappointed if it wasn't. Yeah, it's not an ad. If it's not tricking you, you don't need half the things that you you that they show you need in ads. But right. you buy them anyway. Why? Because you got tricked. Right. And And, and I see like. There was a, a write-up about this on Slash Films where they said, weirdly upbeat. What do you want this What do you want this to be? You want this to be a funeral dirge? You want an ad 
for or the Regal movie reopening to be a, a wake, an Irish wake? Is that what you want? This is the problem right. with these people who write these articles. They don't understand commercial concerns because they, they don't understand that if you're selling a product, you, you have to zhuzh it up a little bit. Right, 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 right. The, yeah, the, the announcer, he can't be um, – um, you don't want your announcer to be someone who is unable to come. Yeah, you don't want – yeah. And you don't want an announcer to be like, I think this is a mistake, but right. that's the video you want? Well, this might not work out. Oh, this could be a disaster. No, and then this is what you get. They they want – these article writers want everybody to be a commenter because that's all their audience is, is people who comment. So they just want these ads to be – sound like a commenter. Right, right, and right. And they never have anything positive to say. Right. So yeah, you're you're all in on the positivity. You're in on the daily screenings. Um, you're you're loving this announcer. And I love that the twist is that he. I love the twist at the end that the announcer is the guy we're seeing. I the love that the whole time. I mean, that is whatever you think about uh, whether movie theaters should open now, whether this is safe, all that. You do have to give this film credit for giving us a twist that has worked time and time again, where someone we've been following along the whole movie turns out to be someone else. It's a great twist. The only other twist that this could have been that would have been satisfying is that he was dead the whole time. Right. Right. Um, And he was like, don't I mean, you. I'm an angel, so you can trust me. And then he flies away with angel wings. I mean, that's the only thing I would have added to this. That would have been better. Right. And then he he would say, I didn't die from COVID, though. Yes, yes. He would have to say he he died from something totally unrelated. That makes I a- died from old age, but I can be an angel any age I want, and I chose this age, is yeah. what he should say flying away. Yes. That would be a great double twist. Um, I also love that at the end of this movie, he appears as the movie that all of these mask-wearing theater goers are watching. He's yeah. revealed to be on the big screen. Yeah, this is great. It's a movie within a movie. There's so many things happening in this video that I think show how much people miss movies. Mm-hmm. It's It's got what you call Easter eggs where Mm -hmm. you, you, if you are in the know and know how movies, uh, if you've seen a lot of movies, you'll get these Easter eggs, the ones that we're, we're revealing right now. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. And they, they show at the very end of this video, they do show, uh, a theater of patrons and there are about five or six people in the entire screening room. Um, I do wonder what movie they are all there to see. Cause that's not a good showing by whatever this movie is. I no, know it's distancing that it's the, they're not showing a crowded theater because it's there. It's going to be at 50% capacity. Right, right, right. You can't show a packed theater, Pat. Right. It's not like yeah. uh, it's not like Smash Mouth at Sturgis. That was something, huh? 
Yeah. But, yeah. you know, you got to make a living. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, I guess you do. Um, yeah, so, I mean, we'll see how this plays. Um, it's it's only got 66,000 views on YouTube. So it's not, I wouldn't say it's viral yet, but I think our episode here is going to help goose that number a little bit. I think so. Um, yeah, I, I, I can't say this video worked on me in the same way it did you, where I am really excited to go back to Regal. Well, you're an AMC guy. I am an AMC guy. That is true. It would be interesting to see uh, what the AMC version of this is going to be. Because they're going to have to put one out, and I think they're going to have to take a slightly different take. They can't just get another like orgasm guy to to do their guidelines. They're going to have to find a unique twist on the reopening video. Well, I love this. I love that there's competing reopening mm-hmm. videos. This this is up the ante. Right, right. They're saying match this, match the enthusiasm, AMC. I, we dare you. Right. Yeah, I hope they do it. I hope they find a, a, a twist. I mean, their their thing might be, um, you know, it's worth it. Like, come to AMC. We can't promise anything, but movies are worth it. You know, that's an angle you could take if you're oh, yeah. if you're putting out this comeback to the theater ad. It could just be maybe they're the ones who are honest who say we're going to make a show of cleaning. You know, we're not we're not actually going to test these people. But like if they come in spitting up, we're not we probably won't let them in. You know, uh, Regal promises that everyone there is going to wear masks. Obviously, we know that's not really going to be the case. Some guy comes in, you know, shouting obscenities. I ain't wearing a mask. I don't think these 16 year old theater workers are really going to stop them. So but AMC might be the, the ad that's honest about that, where they're saying, listen, you come here. Hopefully our, our employees don't have anything. We can't promise it. We're going to spritz some water bottles on the seats when you're looking at us. And, um, you know, we're going to honestly probably try and sell every seat we're able to. But Here, here's what you movies do. Are worth it. Movies are worth it, you're saying. Yeah, that's their. I think that is the AMC. What I would suggest as their reopening video, because you got to have a unique angle. So I say they just say you're probably going to get it if you come to an AMC theater, but movies are worth it now i love that but let me let me zhuzh it up a little bit okay let me make it a little bit more extreme Mm -hmm. the video starts with a uh, a man or a woman or whoever a person right base jumping okay jumping off a building base jump right Mm -hmm. and they say base jumping yep and then you show a speedboat, that famous video of the speedboat going really fast and then flying in the air and exploding. Mm-hmm. Speedboat racing, mm-hmm. right? And then they show a uh, rodeo clown running around or running the bulls, running the bulls. That's the perfect example. Yes. Running the bulls. And you say, running the bulls. And then you show movie watching, right? Live life. Love life, movies are worth it. Yes. That's it. 
That's perfect. That's and, perfect. I mean, you got to put the mask stuff in there, the hand washing stuff in there too. Try and wash hands. You know, uh, if someone's uh, someone's obviously sick, we might ask them to go home early. All that stuff. The, but the honest do. stuff, the stuff they're actually going to do. Or what you do is you have you 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 mess with the video a little bit where, um, right before you see the guy base jump, he washes his hands, and mm-hmm. then you show the guy base jumping, and then the the guy in the speedboat who was supposed to be in the speedboat puts on a mask, right? right? right and then right. the speedboat explodes, and then you you go to the rodeo clown and he's standing six feet apart from another rodeo clown. Yes. Or, no, yeah. or, or running of the bulls. You, you show people running of the bulls, but they're six feet apart, and you show right. that it's six feet apart. Right, and they're spritzing a little bit of like Lysol, you know, around when they run from the bulls. Yeah, something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like he's holding a, 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 a some Lysol, and Lysol flies out of his hand or something. Yes, yes. When That's it gets here. yeah. You gotta equate it with a thrill-seeking lifestyle. Yes. Yes, that is. So so Regal went a route that you were really into, which is basically safe sex. Mm-hmm. Regal is promising safety. They're promising uh, uh, full release. And AMC, if they when they make their reopening video, they should go full on extreme. This is an extreme sport. Yeah, move going to or AMC is going to be risky. It's going to be death defying, but that is what life is about. Life is about living on the edge, enjoying it until you fall off a cliff. Yeah, and it's still extremely sexual. I mean, it'll still be extremely sexual as well. Everything is sexual. Yeah, yeah. Because when you get if you get gored by a bull, it's insertion. It's it's you know you're being penetrated. Right, 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 right. So those right. kind of things. The speedboat is phallic. It's it's all there. It's, it's all, all there if yeah. you're looking for it. Right, right, right. And and that could even be the, it's all there if you're looking for it. Could be the tagline. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Movies are go. You only have one life. Uh, lose it at a movie at an AMC. Lose it. Lose it. That's perfect. Lose it at the AMC. Lose it. What is lose it? Lose your virginity. It's all sexual. Yeah, yeah. I, I love it. I mean, I am very, you know, like you said, I'm an AMC guy, so I'm really curious to see what the, the, their move on the chessboard is. And I think that's a smart way to go, is don't pretend, don't feign safety, go full into, embrace the, the extreme uh, riskiness of going to an AMC theater right now. Yeah, I think I think that is the that's the way to go if you want to differentiate yourself. Yeah. All right. So do we have anything else? I mean, I do feel like we've done it, Clayton. Yeah, I, I mean, we did do it. See, that's even sexual. Yeah, it's 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 yeah. Freud was right about everything, I guess, including movies. I'm not familiar with his work. Well, you got do some reading. You got time. Cool. I will. Um, all right, Clayton. So if 
the wannabe old boys and wannabe old girls out there want to email us some of their, maybe they have a suggestion for how, uh, you know, like the Cinemark theaters, what their uh, reopening video should be. Uh, send us those emails at the B.O. Boys podcast at gmail.com. Send us some outlines, send us some ideas for other theater chain reopening videos, and we will read the best ones right here on next week's episode. So yeah, that's, that's big. Um, and I guess the Patreon, we're not even talking about it, right, Clayton? No, we're not. No, give money to good causes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that's what that's I say. It. All right, so we did it, Clayton. We did do it. And until so, next time, we'll, we'll smell you, you at the box, box office. office. Nailed it. Nailed it. Nailed it.